Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, it's great to have everybody with us. Would you turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Joshua, chapter number 3. Joshua, chapter number 3. And we're beginning at verse 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from, out from the Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near to it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And I want to preach on the subject this morning. I will follow. I will follow. You see, in Old Testament times, the Ark of the Covenant was symbolic of the presence of God in the lives of the children of Israel. They followed the ark when they were in a desert wilderness for 40 years. Amen. That ark had resting on top of, uh, uh, it was inside the, the tabernacle, but on top of the tabernacle, right over where the ark was. Amen. During the day was a pillar of cloud. During the night was a pillar of fire. Amen. All the people of Israel camped round about the, that ark. Their lives surrounded, amen, and the center of their life was that presence of God, that pillar, amen, and that what came, that came from the ark of, of God, praise God. They could open their tent flap and they could see the presence of God and know that he was in their midst, amen, praise God. They, the people of God followed that ark into battle. They followed that ark into the promised land. And the Ark of the Covenant was a very, very important part of the tabernacle. Amen. Which was the temporary church structure in the Old Testament. It was located in the Holy of Holies, which was an area of the tabernacle that only the high priest could go once a year to offer sacrifice for the sins of the people. The ark was a rectangular shaped hollow box made of wood overlaid with pure gold. And inside that ark were three things. Number one were the stone tablets that God gave Moses on top of the mountain that he carved the Ten Commandments on with his fi the finger of God, the Bible said. Amen. And that was inside the ark. Another thing that was inside the ark was a pot, a golden pot of manna and the third thing that was in the ark was Aaron's rod that had miraculously budded you know in Old Testament times rods represented authority amen and the Bible said that Aaron's rod it not only represented authority 
but it also represented the miraculous, praise God. Because, amen, contrary to popular belief, it was Aaron's rod that when Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh's palace and into his throne room, amen, and they said, let my people go, it was Aaron's rod that was thrown down and turned into a snake and ate the other two rods that had turned into snakes, amen. It was Aaron's rod that was used to turn the Nile River from ordinary water into blood. And it was Aaron's rod that brought up the plague of the frogs. It was Aaron's rod that brought up the plague of the lice. Amen. God used that rod miraculously. Amen. So Aaron's rod is symbolic of miracles. The miracle power of God. Amen. Because we don't just need one thing. We need several things. And it all was in the ark. Everything we need was in the ark. But that last miracle associated with Aaron's rod was when a time when the when a rebellion came up and some people rose up that withstood Moses God judged those people. Amen. And then the nation of Israel was wondering what was going on. Amen. They all, the children of Israel, were all worried. And so God had to show them who the authority was. God had to show them which tribe it was going to be. And each of the 12 tribes, amen, put a rod in the tabernacle overnight. And in the morning, all the rods were brought out. Amen. And the only rod that looked different than the other rods the night before was Aaron's rod. It not only looked like a rod that went in there, but it had branches grown out of it. It had leaves on the branches. It had flowers on the leaves. And it had almonds in the flowers. And that's that's why Aaron's rod that budded showed Israel that it was God's authority to show that that have the Levitical priesthood in charge. Amen. Over them. Praise God. So the ark represented everything they needed. Why follow the ark? Because it has everything we need. It has the word of God. Amen. It has the provision of God because God is Jehovah Jireh, the God that shall provide. As long as they follow the ark, in the wilderness they didn't have anything in the wilderness they didn't have stores they didn't have provisions they couldn't just go to the mall they couldn't just buy something online God clothed them in the wilderness God fed them in the wilderness God gave them drink in the wilderness and God protected them against the enemies in the wilderness Amen. So even if you this morning find yourself in a wilderness place, I'm telling you, he's still Jehovah Jireh. He's still, if you'll follow him, amen. He said, why am I following him in the wilderness? I don't know why, but God might have a plan for you. And so you need to follow him wherever he leads you, praise God. And if you're following him where he leads, which is his will, he will take care of you. And that third thing, the miraculous power of God that represented Aaron's raw that will allow you to see what what proper spiritual authority you need to follow in your lives. There's false Christ. There's false prophets. There's all kinds of crazy things out there. You need to follow the ones that God put over you. Amen. Now there was a cover on the or a lid on top of the ark which was called the mercy seat. On top of the mercy seat were two solid gold cherubims, angels that were on either side of the mercy seat. And several places in the Bible mention that God's presence dwelt 
or was enthroned between these two angels on the mercy seat. And the Bible said God met with and spoke to Moses from the mercy seat. Now this is symbolic of God's mercy in our lives. When we follow the ark, we will have his great mercy in our lives, which we read that endures forever. And God will speak to us from a place of mercy and not a place of judgment when we're following him. Amen. In New Testament times, we don't follow the ark. The law of Moses was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. The Old Testament was rolled into the New Testament, which became, amen, the overriding new covenant that we are a part of today. Amen. Instead, God poured out his spirit and the church was born. We are baptized with the Holy Ghost when we're born again. And now we follow God by allowing him to lead us from the inside out and from within our hearts. Psalms 143.10, teach me to do your will for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. Are you tired of going up and down? Are you tired of having a roller coaster or a ride of emotions in your life? Amen. Just you'll be on level ground when you follow God. Praise God. He's a solid rock. He'll level off the bumps. He'll level off the lows. Amen. Praise God. John 14, 26, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all things. You follow the Comforter, you're going to learn some stuff. He'll bring to remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. John 16, 13, how be when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. You want all truth, folks. We want truth. We don't want a lie. We don't want falsehood. We don't want to be deceived. Amen. The Bible talks about the end time. Some, even the elect might be deceived. And those that don't receive the love of God, amen, will be deceived by the Antichrist. I'm telling you, I want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. You allow God to guide you. I will follow him so I can know truth. Because you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And he that the Son has set free is free indeed. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Praise God. Romans 8.14 tells us, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We want to be the children of God. Amen. We're not the children of God because we say we're the children of God. We don't just we we don't love God just because we say we love God. Amen. We're the children of God because we've been born again. We've been washed in the blood. Amen. We love God because we show we love God by keeping his commandments. Amen. We read about those in the early church following the spirit of God. Amen. They weren't sure where they were going sometimes. They didn't understand. It didn't make sense. That's where faith comes in, folks. That's where trust comes in. They walked by faith and not by sight. They walked by obedience. Amen. And trust in God. And they even followed him when it did not make sense to them at the time. Or they were even afraid to follow. Amen. In Acts chapter 8, 
We find Philip in a red-hot revival in Samaria. Many are repenting. Many are being baptized. And many need the Holy Ghost. He calls for Peter and John from Jerusalem to come and lay hands on everybody. People started to get the Holy Ghost. Amen. It was a red-hot revival. And then God, the Spirit, led Philip away from that revival. You say, well, it's, it's the will of God to be in revival. It's the will of God to follow him. Amen. It's the will of God to follow him. Yes. And you will be in revival. Yes. He left that revival and he went to a desert place called, called Gaza. Amen. And he arrived because God told him to go. He, it didn't make sense, but he went. He arrived and saw a man sitting in a chariot reading something and he, he got close and and god said join yourself to that chariot he had to follow god and he joined himself to that chariot he saw the man was reading the book of isaiah and he asked him a couple questions he started preaching jesus they started down the way a little bit and they'll come to a body of water and before you know it philip is baptizing the ethiopian eunuch who was in a great stature in the government at the time of the queen of ethiopia and there was a revival that started in ethiopia because one man followed god out of a revival over to talk to one guy in the desert who then started another revival in another country and did you know Ethiopia is having great revival even today because somebody followed God and not your own thoughts and your own devices amen Praise God. In Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas were traveling from city to city preaching the gospel. And the Spirit told them, you can't go into those two cities right now anyway. It's not time. You can't go. And it prevented them from going in. You say, I thought this was for everybody. It is. But we got to follow the Spirit, folks. We can't just say, yeah, it's for everybody. No, there's a time to speak and a time to be quiet. There's a time to plant and a time to harvest. There's, a time, there's, some, there's some fruit on the tree that's ready to pull, and some you got to let alone, and don't go to that part of the tree until later. Follow God, and then you won't be as frustrated. Follow God, and then you won't wonder what's going on prevented them then Paul had a vision one night of a man from a place called Macedonia that amen asking him for help so he felt that was a confirmation for that God wanted them to go into that city and so they went and they began to preach the word and you know what ended up happening some lady full of demons came and started talking right with them and causing trouble at Paul and Silas's little outdoor meetings and Paul rebuked and cast out the demon well I guess this lady brought a lot of money with what she had inside of her amen and the people that got the money got mad and you know what Paul and Silas ended up in that jail that we read about in Acts chapter 16. Amen. Well, I follow God. He tells me not to go there. He allows this vision to come to me. I go there and I end up in prison. Amen. But at midnight, they began to sing and praise God. And what happened? Amen. Oh, yeah. We can't look at the surface. We got to see God's got a plan. We see a warden and his whole family getting saved that night because God sent, amen, Paul and Silas 
to that place called Macedonia and they were thrown in prison but people were saved prisoners saw the miraculous of God amen we never know why God's leading us but we gotta follow yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. not every God not every door God opens for us Amen is a happy, slappy door. Some of them look a little like you look, try to look in there and you can't see very far. Like, ooh, I I've never been in there before. But God's saying, I I'm in here. I want you to come in here. We got to go. I will follow. In Acts chapter 10, we find the story of Cornelius, a Roman centurion with a heart of gold. But he was a good man, but a not a saved man. And God wanted to be a good and a saved man. And so God sent an angel to, to call for Peter. And he'll come to your house and tell you what you need to do. Well, at that time, sadly, amen, the church believed it was really just a Jewish church. A little revival in Samaria, but the Gentiles as a whole had not really been preached to. Amen. And that was the, the conventional thinking, even of the elders of the church at that time. And so God had to speak to Peter and a vision we came down three times to get it into the mind of Peter that you need to not to call something common or unclean that I want to touch, that I want to cleanse that I want to do something amen and that whole thing was so that when when those men came that was sent by Cornelius that Peter would be ready in his heart to go to a Gentile's house and to preach to them and while Peter spake the words he didn't even call the altar call amen Cornelius and his whole house is sitting on the couches and the chairs in the living room and as he spake the word the Holy Ghost fell on all of them and they began to speak in tongues and he said, can any man forbid water? And they baptized them all in Jesus' name. Amen. All because he followed God, even against the conventional wisdom. We got to follow God, folks. Amen. Amen. Because he's the only one that knows where to go. He's the only one that knows where to go. Praise God. You know, Brother Stone King has recently, if you've seen any of his uh, things, some, some uh, things on YouTube recently. He's been talking about a principle called God consciousness. Amen. And to be conscious is to be aware, mindful, attentive, watchful, open-eyed, alert, observant, and vigilant. In other words, when we strive to be God conscious, Everything we do revolves around the Spirit and what, amen, and what the Spirit wants for us at any given moment. Amen. This concept of God consciousness, amen, is not like what would Jesus do. And I know that was a big thing for a while there. Amen. And that's, that's a good principle. But that was more based on we see Jesus' life in the Scriptures and we see what he did. And we look back and say, okay, I'm confronted with this. What would he do? And that's great. Great, but God consciousness, I believe, goes above and beyond just the principle of what, G what Jesus do. Because we're actually listening to the Spirit tell us, amen, based on the Word of God, of course. But we want the Spirit right there. Oh, God guide me. Where am I supposed to go? Who am I supposed to talk to? What do you want me to do today? Amen. We need a God consciousness. And sadly, it doesn't come natural for us because we are born 
in sin, shaped in iniquity. Amen. And so we're more used to natural things. But, you know, there's always that internal struggle with our human nature. Amen. Our flesh, our carnal nature that pushes us to do what we want to do and go where we want to go. And it constantly fights against the leading of God's Spirit in our lives. But, but folks, that's a fight worth fighting. And we need to let the Spirit win. Praise God. Being God conscious is something we have to submit ourselves to, to desire, to work on, and even fight for. Romans 8, 5 said, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Amen. Galatians 5, 16, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So when you read your Bible... Amen, which we should be doing every day, if at all possible. Amen. Allow God to lead you and speak to you. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. He, Jesus opened the, their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Praise God. Amen. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my pathway. Help me to follow you when I get in your word. Many times, you know, when, when, we, when we go to pray, uh, we don't know what to pray for. We don't know how to pray. Amen. And the Bible said in Romans chapter 8, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us. Now he who serves as the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. So we should pray about everything, even the small things in our lives. And when we're not sure what to pray for, wait on God. Amen. Follow him in prayer and he will guide you. He's looking for more intercessors. He's looking for people that will stand in the gap and make up the hedge. He's looking for more people, amen, that he can use in prayer. I will follow him. When you fast, allow God to lead you. And when it comes to being a light, amen, and a witness to others around you, allow God to lead you. Praise God. He will direct you to those who are ready to hear. Amen. He'll direct you to those who want to be saved he will direct you to those and then he will give you the words to say he'll give you the words to say he'll give you the words to say you know our text passage the bible said in joshua 3 verse 3 when you see the ark of the covenant of the lord your god go after it that's what i'm talking about today folks I'm going to follow. Go after the presence of God. Go after the will of God. Go after those things. Don't get sidetracked. There's so many things going on right now. Oh, what's going to happen here? What's going to Go after God and it's going to be okay. Seek first his kingdom. Amen. Be about your father's business. Let the heartbeat of God be your heartbeat and God will take care of you. You want to go to the promised land? You need to go after the ark and never let it out of your sight. Because folks, like it says, that you may know which, by which way you must go. We need to know which way to go. Verse 4, for you have not passed this way before. Amen. We are all finding ourselves in the last few months in a place we've never been before. 
but we got to keep our eyes peeled. Amen. Don't look at the storm. Look at Jesus. Keep your eye on the ark. Keep your eye on the presence of God. Amen. This is all the more reason we need to trust God and follow Him wherever He leads us. Praise God. Now more than ever before, we need to keep that ark, keep that presence of God close to us. When God goes to the right, we need to go to the right. When God goes to the left, we need to go to the left. When God wants us to, amen, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, we need to do that. Sometimes He'll want us to fight. Sometimes He'll want uh, Him to fight for us and we watch Him fight for us. There's so many things. It's not the same every time. We cannot use computations, amen, and analytics and all kinds of scientific numerics and statistical analysis, amen, to figure out how God is going to do it every time. Just because He did it one way one time, He might never do it that way again. Don't put God in a box. Let's follow Him. And we'll always know that we're going to be in the right place. He will help us navigate through these uncertain times. And as long as we are following Him, we will overcome. We will be successful. And we will be victorious. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.